0: And now it's time to check in on the state of science.
1: This is KER WWNO, St. Louis Public Radio News. Iowa Public Radio News.
0: Local science stories of national significance. You've heard of the Battle of the Bots, right? Where robots compete to outdo one another in feats of daring and skill. Well, get ready for the Battle of the Mars rovers. It's a lot more friendly competition, and it takes place in what's called a Mars analog. That's a place in Utah that is similar to the terrain found on Mars. It's a landscape where robot teams test equipment, astronauts train, all to prepare for journeys to Mars. Amanda Hyde, science journalist based in Moab, Utah, went to this location and reported this story for KUER Public Radio. Welcome to Science Friday. Thank you. Glad to be here. Nice to have you. Okay, so robot teams come from all over the world, hoping that someday their rover may climb the hills of Mars. Tell us what it's like being there at this competition.
1: Yeah, happy to. So Hanksville itself is teeny tiny. There's only about 160 people that live there. So you can imagine that when 500 college undergraduates roll up, the vibe in town kind of changes. Um, I had asked a local how it feels. And he kind of joked that the town's collective IQ goes up by 40 points for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So there are teams coming from all over the world. I think this year they had 10 countries. As soon as you get out of town, though, that isolation really kind of comes back to you. And so out at the analog site where the competition is taking place, People are very focused. You know, everything is timed. So the moment you show up, you're kind of in it. And then you put in this burst of really intense energy for an hour or two. And then you have the rest of the day to kind of recuperate and reset before you do it again the next day.
0: That's cool. What makes Utah such a good place for mimicking conditions on Mars?
1: Yeah, so each Mars analog on Earth recapitulates some aspect of Mars. And so for Hanksville in particular, it's really about the geology And even without kind of talking about any of the science, when you go there, it's very obvious why they picked it. You know, it's very desolate, it's rugged, it's red. There are these really beautiful striations. You know, I had a picture printed out that Perseverance had sent back from Mars. And if you kind of held it up to the horizon and squinted, you could almost see it as like a continuation. Wow. Sam Craven, who's the BYU team lead or the Brigham Young University team lead, um, had a really good description of it.
0: The ground kind of has this sort of crust that you sort of puncture through makes you feel like your footprints are going to be there for a thousand years. Uh, very, very bleak and dry, but very beautiful also. What are the goals that these teams are trying to do?
1: Yeah, so there's four tasks that every team has to go through, and you're kind of assigned randomly to them over three days. Um, and so just kind of following on what the Brigham Young University team did, because I was with them most of the time. So The first two that they did were um, called equipment servicing. So that's basically there is a mock lander set up and, Uh, The students who are in a command station, which is a U-Haul trailer, uh, will pilot the rover and they can choose from a list of tasks that they want to do to earn points. So, for example, they can pick up a canister, open a drawer on the lander, put it in, and then um, screw the drawer shut. And then as soon as that task is done, you have a 10-minute gap before you start what's called autonomous navigation. And so that one is different because rather than piloting the rover, basically the students are just putting GPS coordinates in And the rover has to navigate itself. Then the next morning was the science mission, which I was personally very excited for. And um, essentially, you've got three pans of dirt. And one has been seeded with spirulina, like you would put in your smoothie. Uh, One is diatomaceous earth, which is basically the fossilized remains of uh, little aquatic organisms. And then one is basically nuked dirt. And the rover has to go up to these pans and run tests on them to say which one has life in it, which one has extinct life in it, and which one is dead. Um, And then the last one, you have to um, guide your rover out onto this rocky field and you have to find a fossil that you then take to an astronaut, which will then give you another clue of a thing you need to go find and so on and so forth.
0: So last question, Amanda, is any of these rovers going to make it to the highlands of Mars, do you think?
1: I don't think so, but that is not a knock against these teams. I think what they've done is extremely innovative. Um, It's more that while Hanksville is like Mars, it, it isn't Mars. So for example, Mars has less gravity than Earth. It's really cold. There's no magnetosphere. So there's a lot more UV radiation hitting the surface. And so these are all challenges that they just didn't really have to think about. But having said that, a lot of these students do go on to contribute to actual missions. So One student I spoke to was recently hired to help build a rover that um, will likely be going to the moon in the next few years. So I think about myself at that age, and I think it just makes it all the more impressive.
0: Must have been exciting to be there. Maybe next year I'll go to that one. Thank you very much for taking time to be with us today.
1: Yeah, it was great chatting with you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, Amanda Heights, science journalist based in one of my favorite cities, Moab, Utah. She reported this story for KUER Public Radio.